Welcome to the Bishop and Vickers. I'm Bishop Tom Daly from the Diocese of Spokane here in Eastern Washington. The Vickers have a few weeks off, well-deserved, and today we're going to have a special program. We're going to discuss the Chesterton Academy of Notre Dame. And joining me are members of the board, Dr. Chris Dewing, uh, Mrs. Laura Colby, and Zach Malahan. So welcome, Zach, Laura, and Chris. Uh, let's tell, first of all, who was G.K. Chesterton? Um, well, I can answer that for you, Bishop. Um, G.K. Chesterton really isn't known very well in our age, but he was extremely uh, well known in his own day. He was born um, at, uh, about 1874, I believed, and passed away in uh, the 1930s. And he was a really prolific British essayist, uh, author, uh, he wrote many plays, poems, essays. A lot of people know the character Father Brown, which has been enduring. And actually, at the time of that writing, uh, G.K. Chesterton was not Catholic, but he was later a very famous Catholic convert. And he had just a tremendous following because he wrote with a lot of um, wit and humor and joy. And it didn't matter uh, what he was writing about. People were just really uh, excited and attracted to his style of writing and what he had to say. So that's our founder. And so the Chesterton Academy is part of a network of schools and uh, parents uh, throughout the country who desire uh, a classical education for uh, their children have come together. And uh, there are how many, uh, Chris, how many schools are there in the United States? Bishop, currently there's about 18 schools. But what's fascinating is sort of the rate of applications for new schools. So as We've been exploring getting this school off the ground. We've learned that there are probably about 10, and up, 10 additional schools that look to open in the next year or two. Mm -hmm. So there's a really amazing movement that started in Minneapolis with Dale Alquist and some of the families that he was friends with there and is now international. There's a school that's in the application process in Ireland and a school that's already up and functioning in both Italy and Canada. For our listening audience, the uh, Catholic school system in the United States is unique in that um, we have as, as our patron saints, uh, St. John Neumann and uh, St. Elizabeth Seton. And most of the listening audience may not be aware that the schools uh, in the United States, there were parish schools, there are schools started by religious orders, there are diocesan schools, and there are also schools, and this is more recent, probably in the last 50 years or so, where parents come together and with this need to have their children educated in the faith, they approach the bishop and maybe they're part of a network. There are traditionally network schools often affiliated with religious orders. But uh, this is a, a, a parent-driven um, movement, uh, again, as, as Chris said, nationally. Uh, uh, Zach, your interest in this, uh, what brought that about? That's a good question, Bishop. I think that what's really important in, in a school like this is just the sense of community and friendship that uh, my kids can be able to establish. And I think it's, it's important that um, with classical education, it, it's just a model that we've been 
um, doing with our kids and to have an opportunity to be able to participate in that here in Spokane. And really more than anything, I think is the idea of a school to help kids be saints. I know as as the primary caregiver, that's that's um, my wife and our job is to do that. But having um, a, a school that supports us in that mission is is critical and, and vital. And as you know, in, in all of our schools, uh, the schools were founded to uh, to pass on the faith. But um, I think what makes the Chesterton Academy of Notre Dame unique and the Chesterton uh, network of schools is the term classical Catholic education. For our listening audience, they may not be aware of what that means. What is a classical Catholic education? Um, well, it's actually something that has been lost a bit in our culture, but it's not something new. It's really a retrieval mm-hmm. of an educational approach that was, for most of the church's history, kind of the standard bearer for quality education. And so this approach is really emphasizing the cultivation of the soul as well as the mind, kind of what Zach just alluded to. So specifically for our school, um, with the Chesterton model, we are going to try to educate our students so that they are cultivating their intellects, their spiritual life, and also their character. And really, uh, the main mission is to develop uh, young men and women who know the joy and love um, that they can have for their faith and also for following Christ so that they have friendship with him in this life and in the next. And so a classical education is going to focus on studying the greatest or classic works of Western civilization, everything from physics to philosophy, and really the interrelationship of those great ideas. Looking at the curriculum, I know when Father Connell, uh, who has been uh, the priest who's worked with, um, with the parents uh, coming together, uh, the overview of the curriculum is very thorough. I mean, there's literature and history and philosophy and theology. There's composition, rhetoric, language, uh, there's mathematics, science, music, art, and drama. So it is a, a fully comprehensive program. There seems to be some misunderstanding as to does classical education mean let's go in a time machine and go back to a, a time in the church which some people say um, they long for. It, that doesn't seem to be the case because it, from what I understand, the communities in which the Chesterton Academies exist are many times in in, uh, cities that are very sophisticated. This is not what this is about. What, how would you answer that when parents say, well, what does classical Catholic education, do you want some type of return in a time machine to 1958? No, absolutely not. Classical really just refers to the classics or the best, that which has endured in all the wonderful subjects that you just mentioned. So we're trying to expose our students to what is tried and true, what is good and beautiful, um, the truth of our faith, the truth of the story of mankind, and to the point that we are today. So it's certainly not uh, some kind of um, you know, going backwards, but it's just trying to offer our students the very best. Chris? Laura, if I could chime in, I think one of the other things that should be said is it's quite a modern approach to high school education in the sense that we're trying to take all of these disparate disciplines and unify them in an integrated way centered on sort of our faith, obviously, but also we structure the school and the way that these Chesterton Academies are structured, they facilitate the faculty, the teachers, regularly discussing how their subjects can be integrated for the students. So the student can go from a science class to a drama class, 
and really feel how those classes and the and the study the course of their study inter sort of interacts and and benefits from the other subjects. Yeah. It's really exciting. In many ways, uh, this program seems to be the almost like the great books. St. Mary's College in Moraga, the uh, a group of professors from the great books program, uh, St. Mary's being a, a Christian Brothers College, came together and formed Thomas Aquinas in uh, Santa Paula. So. Again, it's not to take that um, the other college wasn't offering what was was needed, but it this focuses on um, subject matter uh, and interests of a group of of people, parents, obviously across the country are interested in this. So this is not you're not charting in unknown unknown waters, but rather um, again exploring something that has been tried and true in the history of the church. And again, many times if you talk to you know, someone that say, well, this is what this is a program that we're very familiar with. We just have kind of changed our curriculum, and this is allowing. It sounds to me like the um, best of what is come more recently, and yet not to do away with what has been so much a part of the traditional liberal arts Catholic education. Is absolutely, that, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think also I would add to that. You know, in a lot of the public schools, there's this emphasis on interdisciplinary studies, and so they've recognized that students do much better when they understand how different subject matter interrelates or is connected, so that kids aren't just turning on and off, uh, you know, their math brain in first period, and then that goes off, and then they turn on their English brain in second period, but that they see how these ideas come together. The great advantage in classical Catholic education is that our interdisciplinary Approach really rests on the reality of the Blessed Trinity, mm -hmm. that we see that we have uh, a source of truth in the person of Jesus Christ, and that we're able to build everything um, from that foundation so that all truth, all great ideas emanate from him. And so it's very um, easy for students, I think, in this model to see the coherence of um, all their different subjects. Mm -hmm. Zach, is that kind of what uh, you felt uh, inter interested you? I mean, have you, in yourself, had you been in a Catholic education uh, previous in your own upbringing? Or? So just for kindergarten, which I, I, I don't remember too much. You were asked to leave? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a few times. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I think what really is interesting as the more I've learned personally about classical education is the idea of, of what Laura was speaking about, the integration and the fact that the incarnation under is just undergirded with everything but the idea that it teaches students to really think i think we're in a culture today where dialogue is difficult um, and it, it's easy to jump on sides and not really to look across and see what someone else is thinking and the socratic method teaches that the way these classes are set up is such that you know you don't want to have more than about 2022 20, kids and that's because you have a conversation and a discussion and you get to see both sides and you're not afraid of um, of the freedom of, of getting to the truth of things and so I think that's what really uh, for me um, and and for what, what I'm looking for 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 my for my kids so I've heard that uh, in the discussions because father Connell has uh, been kind of the, the point man for for this as because these schools are, um, again, many times come from the parents, but because uh, the heart of the church um, exists within the diocese and the, the people, the faithful and the parishes, um, he has he, it explained to me that um, 
that this is not for everybody and um, that it's, it's meeting a need just as it's a, it's a great blessing that we have Catholic education in our diocese and this is a, a focus that perhaps some schools um, can never offer. It's just not part of who they are and what they're about. But your, your training, uh, it sounds like for me and the materials and the discussions that our young people not only will think well, but they'll live well. That the line that we prepare as students for college, but also for life. Would, would that be fair to say that that's kind of a mission, Chris? I think that's exactly what we hope to achieve. And I think the framework that we're setting out to achieve that in is to provide hopefully what is a frugal um, sort of approach to education so that it's affordable and pro-family in the sense that families can really access this education. It's not going to be out of reach for our community. And that's been the approach of Chesterton Academies across the United mm -hmm. States. And the other thing is that we really have seen a time-tested proof with all these other schools over the last decade that you can come from public school, private school, parochial school, homeschool, and jump right into this high school curriculum and really flourish and succeed and enjoy the experience as a student. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, uh, something maybe what uh, assembling a faculty and a headmaster and plans for that. Uh, Bishop Daly and joining me, Chris Duin, Laura Colby, and Zach Malahan. We're talking about the Chesterton Academy of Notre Dame, and the first half of our show was about classical Catholic education, and we mentioned that this, uh, our school, hoping to open in the fall of 20, has been an initiative of a group of parents, uh, much like in the Tri-Cities area, a group of parents approached the parent, Bishop of Spokane at the time, Bishop Skillstead, and Bishop Sevilla at Yakima, and said, we'd like um, a Catholic school and a high school. And uh, in this case, the group of parents spoke to, uh, to me as the bishop of, of the diocese and also Father Connell uh, about the need for uh, a classical Catholic education. Now, in the model of Catholic schools, we have college preps, We've had commercial schools. We had schools that were trade schools. Um, in fact, in major cities uh, of the country, there is a variety of Catholic uh, uh, high school experiences. The prep school, as I said, the, the one with more of an emphasis on trade and the, the skill sets, and then um, places that, um, for example, where the students go to school four days a week, and then the fifth day they work. So there is a rich history of, of Catholic education in the United States. My experience of spending almost 20 years in Catholic education, both as a teacher and then uh, a president, and my work in graduate studies has been on kind of the history of the schools. And we all know that in the late 60s, as sisters and the decline in vocations, Catholic schools were questioned as, as far as their, uh, their need, their effectiveness. And certain part of the country closed schools. We're finding now, uh, especially with Bishop Barron's studies about young people leaving the faith as early as their teens, and that study done by St. Mary's College in Winona called Going, Going, Gone, the young people leaving, and we've done the, the cover that topic in, in other shows, but children uh, at the age of 13, and they are children, though they may be teenagers, 
leaving the Catholic faith. This is a concern for me as the shepherd of the diocese, a bishop, that uh, our young people, as, as Zach said at the beginning, parents are the first teachers of the faith, and, and as we say at baptism, may, may they be the best of teachers in all they say and do. But in the secular culture, parents need all the help they can. And a community of, uh, of, edu- of learners, which is what every school is, both the students, the faculty, and the parents coming together to help our young people uh, come to know, again, Christ's love. But as we say in Catholic schools, our goal may be in the high school level to get uh, ultimately the children to heaven, but it is also to get them into a good college. I think that seems to be the, the mission of, of this, uh, and we hope all Catholic schools, but uh, in this foundation of the, the Chesterton Academy of Notre Dame. What about the challenges of tuition? You mentioned this, Chris, a little earlier about making it affordable, and I know that um, we are in a growing area of Spokane. As I often say, this is not a Rust Belt area. People want to come and live in this beautiful area, so we're, we can anticipate an increasingly large number of of families, Catholic families, or those who may be of other denominations who respect the long-time legacy of centuries of Catholic education. What about those parents who say, I'd love to have my kids in Catholic school. Uh, I love to maybe go to this, uh, the Academy, uh, Chester Academy in Notre Dame. How might that be about? How would you address that, Chris, as a, as a, as a father and uh, as um, a founding parent and a member of the board? Well, we hope that families will seek this experience out for their children and, and for their families in general, um, and that our school can provide through your leadership and our uh, shared leadership on the board, a way to keep the education affordable. And that has been the mission of the Chesterton Network since it was founded. And the concept there is to really focus on spending money on what's important. Oftentimes we benefit in the network, the, the network schools benefit from being able to have their school on a cathedral campus like we intend to do here at Our Lady of Lords. Um, sometimes at other uh, churches, they found space available to really keep the cost uh, of initial capital investment low and then really focus on spending the money on faculty and on an outstanding headmaster and on delivering the curriculum and the experience of being at a joyfully Catholic school to the students. So that's our intention as well, and we've already really worked diligently. Zach can speak a little bit more about this, but on projecting a budget that would allow us to do that. Zach, you want to maybe, again, our listening audience would, would certainly ask, can we can we afford this? Um, yes, I, I, I definitely think so. And one of the things, one of the reasons when the board came together, why we chose Chesterton, much to what Chris was talking about, was because it promotes a pro-life culture. Uh, and to be pro-life means to be pro-family. To be pro-family means to be affordable. And one of the things that we've undertaken is um, efforts to to raise money. We have a, a annual gala coming up in the February time and we're going to take those means so that we can keep that cost low and have as many and basically so that cost is not a you know a barrier to to attending chester Day. i know that every every catholic school from my time in california and uh, certainly in washington i don't know of any catholic school that has all the money they want and um 
it's always being able to differentiate wants versus needs. Now, some schools have tremendously large endowments. I'm thinking of a couple of schools uh, just in California where um, they do. And it seems everything that uh, the parents want, either some donor comes forward and provides for it, or they tap into an endowment. None of the schools in eastern Washington have that luxury. I know that we there are many efforts through, I visited parish, I've attended fundraisers at both the high school uh, and in the grammar school level. We have the Nazareth Guild, which assists our grammar schools and financial um, contributions. There's endowments. I know DeSales has uh, in, in Walla Walla. So it, it will take a whole community uh, to to support this. And, and my goal, of course, is as the bishop, placing education, faith formation of our young people as a top priority is to have as many of our Catholic families and uh, their desire for a Catholic education for the young people, for it, whether it's in the parish school, whether it's Tri-Cities, DeSales, Gonzaga Prep, uh, or the Chesterton Academy. It does require a sacrifice, but um, again, it sounds to me like there's this, together, um, are looking forward to finding ways to make this education possible. Absolutely. What have you found um, going forward now? Again, it's a year away, and it's it's we're here in August recording this show, but uh, a year's time can come quickly. Uh, what are your plans for, again, I, I, headmaster has been hired? Yes, he has, Bishop, and he is um, making his way across the country, making some stops at um, some classical school conferences, looking up old friends at Notre Dame where he uh, spent some time as a student. And so we're very excited to welcome him to the area as he moves here with his family. Um, he is really uh, just dynamite. He's so um, well prepared for this uh, position. He's got a background in administration. He was most recently the president of a high school in Philadelphia. And he also has a background in uh, teaching and in teaching the classics. So we're really excited uh, to get him here to Spokane so he can help take over some of the um, duties that we've been um, addressing as a board. But he's going to be so well situated to do that with all the experience that he has. Hey, Chris, it's, it's been since the beginning of our discussions an amazing experience of feeling that the Holy Spirit provides and answers prayers uh, when, whenever we are united in our purpose. And what's an, another amazing thing that's happened is we've had about 12 people from both the local area and the greater uh, region reach out to us in interest of becoming faculty members really before we've even been at a hiring point. But these applicants are super inspirational teachers from collegiate level uh, down through um, high school and, uh, and elementary school level with a very diverse background, lots of uh, wonderful experiences. And so I'm really inspired by who's already reached out to us before we've really even made the, the job positions public. Hmm. Well, again, I think the uh, from what Father Connell has expressed to me and then Father Kevin Oylen, who I think uh, has also looked at um, uh, some of the schools in his visits, I think, in Ohio and, and, and Minnesota, that this movement of, of parent-led uh, education uh, is really drawing together communities uh, who are appreciating the opportunity to pass on the faith within the context of, of education that has the best of the, of the legacy of, of Catholic education and also knowing that we're preparing students for the 21st century. 
So there has to be a reality here. And again, that's I know there's been some concern. Is this, as I mentioned, um, not preparing them for for the real world? And it sounds like with the track record of these Chester's academies throughout the country, that very much that is the case. I, I heard that um, when you visited a couple of um, the board members visited one of the schools and found that the kids in class were uh, very normal. I mean, with uh, there's going to be academic struggle, there's discipline problems, you're dealing with teenagers, and uh, anyone raising teenagers know it, it's not easy, and, uh, and yet a school has to be prepared to deal with that. I think that one of the things, Bishop, um, going back to this idea when we're talking about the teachers, is that that their, their positivity and being genuine, because uh, teenagers can spot a fraud a mile away. Mm -hmm. And so having a love of learning, a love of Christ, um, can, can, re can really help do that along with the classical model. Um, but you're right, there's still, at the end of the day, there's still kids that need, um, you know, that want to get that energy out. And, and you're right, my, my wife and, and Stacy Harrington, another one of our board members, went to the initial school in, in Edina in, in Minneapolis, and they were pleasantly uh, surprised by sort of the normalcy of the school experience there, but also the joy in the classroom. I mean, there was a real dynamic of the students enjoying each other and their teachers. And if I could just add to that too, the, the culture of life is the motto of the school. And so that's really what we want to pass on to our, mm -hmm. our students is that we're joyfully embracing life and how the Catholic Church, sure. Catholic faith can do that for them. I think it's very important that, that uh, we know that um, our parents uh, hopefully will take the opportunity to reflect on where their students are going to go to school and include um, the Chesterton Academy as one of your options. Again, we have a rich tradition of Catholic schools here in eastern Washington in our diocese. We have uh, 13 grammar schools and three high schools and now with the Chesterton Academy of Notre Dame another option for our parents. Again, thank you, Chris, Laura, and Zach. And um, you can uh, get on the, the website, is the chestertonacademy.org for parents uh, okay. and students who have... chestertonacademyofnotredame.org. Dot org, and that's the website. Thank you, and uh, all of you for your guests, and we hope that, again, the summer continues to be a time for rest, rest and families growing uh, closer to God and to one another. God bless. Thank you.